okay. There. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is Webinars with Wendy. I've been doing a series of webinars during the pandemic, which is lasting a lot longer than I thought it would. And unfortunately, we still have to get through this next period of time, even though we have the vaccine rolling out. So we'll keep you entertained. We'll continue doing webinars. And, um, you know, uh, I'm so glad that you guys join us. And for me, it's been fantastic. It's, it's an education for sure. Um, today, my guest is Robin Hood, my very dear friend. I'm so <laughs> glad to have you back. I, you know, Robin, I was thinking the other day about our trip to New Zealand and how much fun that was. And I miss Hobbiton. Me too. Me too. <laughs> it's like, can we go back and look at the gardens? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, we had a great time. That was really great. Was so really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, Robin, for those, I'm sure that most everybody, um, knows you, but just in case they don't, can you just give us kind of like a, a brief intro and then we'll get into our topic today? Sure, sure. So I uh, I live in Canada and I'm Linda Tellington Jones is my sister and I've been doing the Tellington work for more than 35 years and I met Wendy like forever ago yeah. and, um, and it's been really great. I don't know, we connected, reconnected about I don't know, it's Surefoot years ago, it's like, eight, yeah, yeah. and, and that's, that's been a fantastic add on in terms of the, just helping, helping people and helping animals. So uh, I, I love what I do. I haven't been home this long in 35 years. And actually, I have to say, I really <laughs> like it. And I'm not really sure how much I'm going to travel in the future if I can, uh, if I can avoid it. I, and I just just never knew it was possible to be home. You know, so. I have to. I cannot agree with you more about that. That this year, it's uh, I've, I've been home. It's been fantastic, and I'm actually riding again, which is really great. And so it's finding that balance, I think, between yeah. traveling, being home, and I'm not sure where that is yet. But we won't know until we can start traveling again. Yeah, no, no, we won't. But it's, yeah, I've been able to get the online courses done. There's no way. It's the same with you. You would not have gotten as far as you can. So it uh, makes a, a big difference. Yeah, Janella, I know Janella from long ago. And yes, it's a huge change, travel versus being home. But yeah, um, yeah so yeah, for sure. So here I am. <laughs> and I love your little sheep in the background, by the way. Yeah, those are my beaded sheep from South Africa. I have oh, all sorts wow. of animals. Yeah, they're all they're all made of beads, and I have like peacocks, and I have all sorts of animals. I have a huge giraffe. I want to show you my giraffe, actually. Oh yeah, it's oh. like Jerome the giraffe, <laughs> and that is so it? cool, isn't it? I so it. there he is. <laughs> 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 what a great companion. <laughs> exactly, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, so today we're going to talk about the balance rain. So um, can you give us the history of the balance rain? Like, where did that start? Yeah, I was trying to think about it. It's a, it's a good question. And I think it actually... That is a good question. I mean, I think of how many years we've been doing neckline driving, which, you know, it meant many things that we do in sort of the whole T-Touch slash team approach was are things that people would do classically. But, you know, neckline driving where we actually drive from with horses, um, like basically with a signal coming from the base of the neck rather than anything off the head. And what we found is that did is it helped to release them to bring them back through their body, but release the head and neck without that kind of cramming and jamming. And so I think that 
it was sort of started from there. And then we just used a rope. I mean, it's, it's in some ways similar to using a jumping strap, except that we actually, in a way, use it more actively, but it goes in the, right. in the same place. I mean, or ne- what a lot of people or, call neck strap, which or a neck strap, you know, starting a young right. woman, a neck put a stirrup leather around their neck to have something to right. hang onto. Right. Exactly. But we don't <laughs> quite use it for that. Yeah. Um, and I remember years ago, we, you know, we've gone through things like, you know, suggesting people use an old rein, because if you have an old rein, you can use that because you can pick it up or um, a, a rope. And then we started chaining it like we'd make it what oh, we yeah. called a chain yeah. balance rein. And that started actually when Linda was at Warendorf and they brought her a horse that was so, so difficult and she didn't have a balance rein. And she said to to be a Burrell, who is actually uh, married to Philippe Carl, is and is assisting her. And she's and and she said, just make me something. And so she took a long driving line and she chained it up and she used that as the as a as a balance rein. And it made such a difference to this horse, who I would think was probably like really behind the vertical, but rushing forward and so on and so forth. And so what we found is that um, you know there's a passive there's a passive reflex at the base of the neck called the seeking reflex. And it's that last reflex that, you know, when people talk about having the hindquarters engage, the back come up and then the seeking reflex happens. But what we found is that you can kind of trigger it from the other way. And that's what happens with the neck ring and actually with the, with the balance ring. So, and then we started to have them made so that there was a ring you could hold on to, but then still have, you know, something a little bit bigger around the neck and I well, have and even yeah. kind of going back a little bit because yeah. I have one is the gymnastic hoop that oh the hoop. that yeah that was more like the neck ring like the you mean the wooden one the yeah. wooden the wooden well, yeah I still have a few of those I, right? have, I have yeah. a really huge yeah. one the I know one. and then the the um lariat material right so, right so the idea I guess what I'm trying to say is the idea of having some type of apparatus around the neck to help support the horse and to be able to give direction isn't new. No, no. Um, and that you, that Linda, well, Linda introduced uh, um, bridalist riding to Equitana. What year was that? 70, probably 71. But before that, in the 60s, when she and her first husband, when they, she was working with the Hungarian horses, and they had a, an instructor school, a residential course, a school, and they did a tour around the US with two uh, stallions and two mares, and they jumped bridalists. And that was like in the 60s. So they went kind of toured all around the country. So, you know, it's and it's nothing new. Lots of people have done it for a long time. Um, it's just that it was a big surprise to Europe because when she took that to Equitana, that was like unheard of that you could actually control a horse <laughs> without having something in their mouth. Right. So, yeah. So that was and a long time ago. Use, did she have something around their neck for those horses? Yeah. But it, you know what? We just used uh, a rope. Yeah. But, you know, the, the lariat's a little bit stiffer, so it's easier to use. And, you know, people often see what's the difference between the neck ring and the balance rein. And I think about it as the, the balance rein kind of acts as a, a, you can act as sort of a second rein to sort of steady the horse. And um, the neck ring is way more, it's freer, you know, so it gives you power steering in terms oh, of being able idea. to turn them is, is, is sort of what it is. Um, and the balance rein is sort of more the connection between the, you know, the head and the back. And I'll, I'll just show you, a, I'm going to show you a picture if I can 
Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. So basically then, you know, having something around the horse's neck for steering control and balance isn't new, but the balance rein itself is a a new idea. And what I love about it, and I just started to say, and I interrupted you was the adjustability. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Key to the balance rein. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just, I'm just going to show you a see a picture a sort of a before picture and then an after picture it's just getting these things how I want them to come up so I can share this and it actually makes some sense so this was a a horse in in Germany this is often typical of the kind of horse that that the balance ring can help horses that are that tend to go behind the vertical you know he's got a you know quite a uh you know, broken neck, so to speak. And with the, um, and that's the difference with the horse when he's got the balance rein on. Wow. So, and it was interesting because in 1999, when Linda did, we were at the, um, the last uh, symposium that Dr. Klimka did in at the LA Equestrian Center. Mm -hmm. And we had, I don't know, 12 practitioners there and we worked on all the the 12 horses. They, if you're not familiar with it, people that aren't, um, they have 12 12 participants in the in the clinic two from each level uh training level through grand prix two horses and they had to ride in front of like 1200 people so what we did is linda did a little demo the day before and then we we worked with each of the horses not during the lesson but sort of before the lesson and there was a horse that came in and he was like a training level or first level horse. And he was so behind the vertical, but so rushy, just falling forward on the forehand. And when we gave her a balance rein, the horse just like, you know, opened up the throat latch, slowed down because got the weight off the front end. And the, ch- the change was so incredible. And we didn't want to have them use anything in the lesson. We let them use it before, but it was such a change that she asked if she could go into the lesson with it. And he was pretty impressed with it. Now we actually had her take it off partway through because she started to hang on it. Mm. She was nervous, you know, and so on. And, and the thing is we often say to people, you either want to use it like between the rain and the balance rain, 50, 50, 60, 40, 40, 60, depending on what's happening with your horse. So, um, you know, we find it, of course, we start all of our, young horses with either that or the neck ring or the, so that like going down a hill if you have a horse who rushes going down a hill that you can just kind of get off their face get that lift through the wither and um and help to steady them horses who jig horses who uh you know rush going home but you've seen those horses they suck back they get behind the vertical but they're going like a train and yeah. so, you know, getting people kind of off their face can make it make a huge difference to them for sure. Well, and in my experience, one of the things I, I, I think about with the balance ring, and I'm sure you'll get into the best way to use the balance ring, but, um, and you talk about that 50, 50, 60, 40 uh, ratio, you're triangulating the forces between the base of the neck, the, the rider's hand and the bit, you're making a triangle. So you're mm. actually dissipating you know, distress, not dissipating, but distributing right. contact points. And therefore, you know, because the problem with a horse that gets behind the bit is what is the rider to do? If they're behind, you, yeah. you know, go back to that other picture, yeah. because I think that this is so um, important for people to realize is that when they get behind, the rein will go slack. So now what are you going to do? Shorten yeah. your reins or pull back to take up the slack. And then the horse is going to react 
to the pressure and go further behind yep. it. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a really hard thing to sort out without some intervention in another way. This is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, how how otherwise I'm sure that woman is trying many ways to try and get her horse his neck out. But exactly. once they get there. Um, well, and you can see how, like just his, how he's tracking, like, so, like, so not connected through the hind legs so that you don't have that triangulation as you were talking about, whereas here you can see that it, in, you know, encompasses the, the whole body is now working together and there's push from behind rather than just that kind of drag on the, on the front end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the, and the mistake that, that people make with it is that if they if they're going to make a mistake, they have the mistake of pulling back. And you have to actually, I say to people, what you want is that you want to think of this up coming up the line of the shoulder, which is where that you can't see the balance, right? And so easily here because I like yeah, the colorful ones. Yeah, you can see where it is. And as so that if you're thinking of that up, that makes connection to the base of the neck and it stops the lean. So you're not you know, if we think about horses having movement forward and back, side to side and up and down, this kind of creates that up and down rather than sending them forward, which it would do if, if people are thinking about a sort of a backward pull. Yeah, because if you pull back on it, don't the horses just lean into it? Totally. It's the same with the neck ring as well, is that they, yeah, they end up just, just, uh, Right. falling into it depends of course on the horse but you know you see so many horses that are um like for instance i see a lots of arabs that are actually quite high-headed but they're so on the forehand because they're so braced at the neck mm -hmm. and and when you can sort of release that so that you can get the withers coming up rather than having that lean sort of lean forward then you can actually get the um the release from the base of the neck i, I was in uh sweden years ago and there was a lot of classical uh, uh, dressage people. And the uh, there was a woman who was working on Piaf with this big horse that she had and she took the balance rein and she literally just did this little like up, up, up motion with at the base of the neck and he had perfect Piaf like she had and she'd never done it before but the difference she, with the horse she said was just, you could she could just feel the whole wither and the, everything coming up to her, wow. which was really nice. So the seeking reflex, um, I mean, if it's a reflex, then it's just like your knee reflex. If you tap your knee, your leg's going to swing forward. Is that the same kind of reflex? Yeah, I, I think it's more like a passive reflex, which I don't know if that makes any sense. But what we see is when we put a balance rein on or a body wrap, for instance, and maybe what it is, is that it's just that there's a, when you get this release happening and... I mean, it's, it's an interesting, it's interesting because if you can get that, that neck, that base of the neck to have a release, it seems like what it does is that you get that, that you do get that seeking response at from, you know, that's coming from the, the, um, the wither. So you're getting a lengthening through the top line rather than, you know, how you saw so often, like in this picture here, this horse, well, he's going really deep, but you see lots of horses that just shorten everything and almost the baseline is almost the same length as the top line. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's so interesting because um, way back when, when I wrote my anatomy of a good seat and I drew all the skeletons and what was good self-carriage, I thought, oh, I'll go on now and do the muscles. But mm. the thing that I realized, and Joyce Harmon pointed this out to me is that 
the, the muscles that cause the horse to shorten the neck and cause the horse to lengthen the neck. I mean, it's, it's a question of timing of muscles. In other words, it's not like right. muscles completely stop contracting, right? Because there's semi and demi contraction and subtle contraction, but it's the coordination of the uh-huh. muscle contraction that either causes the lengthening or because even when the horse is lengthening, there's still some contraction of those muscles sure. just in relation to the function. And I think this is where, you know, when people sometimes in riding, I get students who want to talk about, you know, well, which muscle should I use? Well, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, uh-huh. here. It's, it's not that you're turning off one muscle and turning on another, but you're right. changing the coordination and the timing of the muscles, which results in a completely different function. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Good thought. Yeah. Good thought. Because I, I thought, oh, I'll just keep going. And, and then I was like, it's impossible because, you know, if, if the, um, say the withers are a little down and that muscle contracts, it's going to shorten the neck. But if the withers a little mu- up and it contracts, it's going to lengthen the neck. And it's, and it's, we don't tend to recognize how exquisite and finely tuned we really are. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, that's, yeah, true. True. So, so I, I, it was interesting because I, I also was using, I was thinking about this, the whole thing of the base of the neck and just what you were saying is that I, um, I have a, a video that I did. I was doing some work with the wraps and I took the wrap and I did some lifts along the base of the neck. And then I actually did them over the top of the pole. And um, maybe, I, maybe I'll show you this just a second, this video, yeah. because the, the change in this horse was he had a release. He had, he probably had a release that went on for like, I don't know, two minutes. And I'm not sure, and I don't know that you could ever know, and this is sort of what made me think about this, whether he was, <clears throat> the release was coming from the lift on the base of the neck, because that would also affect the hyoid bone, mm-hmm. or on the top of the neck, because I found that that sort of opposite lift, I'm just trying to find this here, is pretty amazing. Let me just see if I get this, and then I'm going to stop Yeah, this. and it's, you know, that's where it's... Um, <clears throat> who knows exactly <laughs> and it, it doesn't really matter it's just sort of interesting so this is um uh i just started um i, I was doing I, I did lifts all over the body and because i had found when i was in the last time i was in australia we had a horse that had a a croup issue that was through the whole sacrum was kind of roachy and instead of doing a belly lift up we went across the top of the back and and just gently stretched it down Mm-hmm. And his whole top line changed as we released. Wow. So um, I took the, so I'm just taking the wrap and the top hand just has to basically hold. And then you just stretch the bottom of the neck and then slowly release. And Skid's a, you know, he's a, a like a 20 year old quarter horse ranch horse. And he could get, you know, pretty bracy through the base of his neck. But what I find interesting is all, sort of how he's kind of paying attention to what I'm doing. And then I decided I'd start to go over. And as soon as I went over the top, you watch what he's doing here. He kind of went along the, you know, with his teeth. And then he started this. That licking. was, that was, can you back that up? That was yeah. so interesting. Cause you're thinking, oh, he's going to bite the wood and then yeah. completely yeah, maybe a little I, bit further back. Yeah. 
Your video is playing really well today. There we go. Wow, that is so interesting how he just... Um, but just, but you watch this. I was so surprised at the length of time that this carried on. And now I have this idea. I want to do the same kind of thing across the forehead from the back and underneath the whole jowl. This was just a continuation. I had this, this was from just from what I had done there. Well, and, and the softness at the base of the neck now tying yeah. into the pecs is completely different. Can you go, can you go back to the beginning so we can compare that? Because yeah. this, this is quite fascinating. <laughs> I know it is, isn't it? It's okay. Let's see if this. Yeah. I mean, you look at the base of the neck there and it, you can see it looks yeah. rather tight. Um, it certainly doesn't have the softness that we just saw. Yeah. Well, and that's his, you know, kind of his default, um, you know, is that tip, you know, not untypical of lots of quarter horses that it, are, can be a little bit um, bracy at the base of the neck. And uh, see, the more that I, as I was watching this a couple of times, I mean, he certainly is listening to what I'm doing back here. I've actually had people do that while they're riding, Yeah, at, you know, with horses that just get have such a pattern of, of, of bracing. It's not, it's like a Feldenkrais lesson, really. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's, um, you maybe you did that twice. Yeah, I know. Based on that. And that is the area where the neck, the balance ring would sit is down. Yeah, base yeah exactly. And then I just rolled it like I had a, so that I, I just kind of used, like I would release the pressure a little on one side and then take a little bit more of the other. And then it just, the wrap's so gentle, like you can't force the head down at all. Right. Um, I use this also if horses have like really big issues around the pole or their ears about being touched, the wrap allows them to actually move away from it without moving away from it, if that makes sense. And, and, and it's, it's much more accepting, but I was, what was surprising is just how long this went on. Like. And it's, it's all. Uh, okay. So it seems like, you know, when he's, he's yawning, but it's not really your typical yawn. That's more your typical yawn, but it almost looks like he's working his tongue to. Exactly release yeah. the hyoid or change something up in the hyoid, which of course, you know, the base of the neck and the hyoid are really connected because of yeah. the muscles that go from the hyoid to right. the sternum and inside the shoulder. But this is like really <laughs> interesting. So someone's asked, is this type of work effective on the SI region or referring to areas related to SI? Maybe that this is all related, but curious. Yeah, well, I, I would say considering the connection between the pole and the pelvis, that it could make a huge difference. And you can do the same thing over the over the pelvis and you can do like the legs. Isn't that amazing how long yeah, that went on? Yeah, but your expression was- I know. <laughs> it's like, this is still going. <laughs> I know. Well, that's okay. Because Mandy said to me, oh, so like, like, just watch, just watch them, watch. Cause you know, you're paying attention, you're talking and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, when you're, when you're filming something, you're not <laughs> exactly not totally into what's going on yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. So it was, it was sort of, it was kind of interesting. Um, I also have a little video of 
Bob again. I'll give you a little update on Bob. I'm going to just get this ready to go. Um, and I think anybody who's been on any of the calls knows has has uh, met Bob before. Yeah. Bob's an off the track uh, thoroughbred that is. Um, he went over backwards when she went to pick him up and he broke his withers. And so she had to start, you know, with the rehab of that. And then he had raced for six years, which is a long time for a horse to be on the track and, um, and you know, and, and stay sound. And his trainer really liked him and wanted him to go somewhere nice, you know, somewhere that he would be taken care of. And, and she took, took a lot because he was like, your typical off the track racehorse completely beside himself when she took him anywhere high headed he had no right canter leader it was difficult for him and, and so on and so forth and we started with the surefoots like a year ago in this last summer like 2019 year and a half ago now year and a half ago and that was a huge um she'd done as much as she could but that was a huge like next step for him and and since she's ridden him in the neck ring has made a big difference and she's done a lot with him his uh previous his racehorse trainer came to see him here during the summer while she was riding and she was so pleased with him to see she oh. couldn't believe the change so much calmer just you know in his own body and she was really happy to see that he had um you know, was in such a good place and a, and a good home. And she just, Cassandra just works so hard to do the best that she can for him. So this is, um, this is gonna show. And so if you're interested in following Bob's story, just uh, when you go to the Surefoot Equine channel, you can either uh, search for Robin Hood. I have playlists there. Um, I'm not sure I have a playlist for Robin, but I might. Um, and you can track the story of Bob because we've done three webinars where we've talked about them, I think. And also yeah. China was the other horse. Yeah. Now this was, so when we started with the balance rain, we started like, this is the day that kind of, and then we added things. Now this is already better. His neck here is so, say, <laughs> I don't recognize him. I'm, I know. I'm going to have to pull up a picture of Bob just to show people. Yeah. So uh, I'll just play this short video. Then it would be fun to see him because I was thinking about how different his neck looked even here. Oh, it's like yeah. different. <laughs> but the, so now where the, the issue that she has is that if she starts to take any contact with him, so now we've given her, the balance rate and just teaching her how to use it a little bit. So she was really um, anytime she'd take any contact on the, on the uh, head on his mouth, he would just throw his head up. And so she's having moments here where she's able to have just little bits of contact. It's not the best photo, but you can kind of see but you could see him reaching downward. Exactly. And that's what we're wanting to do is can, and we're encouraging her that when he does reach, let the rain, let, let the rain slide a little bit through her fingers. So he kind of has something there, but he has something to kind of stretch to. He actually was, he's going to turn here and his, the right side was a little bit easier for him. Interesting. Um, interestingly. No, the, but he's the having, balance rain, you know, it's really dark. So it's very hard for us to see. I know, I know we should have made him wear a red one or something, but you see yeah. how he's actually starting to st be able to stay down a little bit longer, but having a bit in his mouth was the, the big thing for him to be able to do that. We have a promise wrap on him as well. Um, but you see, it's difficult for her to feel like can she can take right any contact. There, actually, because then yeah. oops, 
let me go. I can take it back. Yeah, because then forward. it's more clear to see where the balance ring is sitting yeah. at the end there. Me. so difficult to get video of like before as he's it is turn around. It extremely difficult yeah but see uh, you can't see it here very well but the very yeah, but end i think it's it was right at the end yep yeah but she was really happy because his trot slowed down so much the problem is he would rush so much the tendency yeah, right there can you, there but, you yeah you can't really see that i should have really used a red one that would have been you can just point <laughs> it out because i yeah I, so so the balance rain is just coming here i think if he goes one more yeah step. and you can see that it moves it's not yeah stuck yeah on his neck not at all not at all but see it, it's right here at the base of the neck and he's able to i mean this has changed so much it would be fun if you can find oh i i can pull uh, it up really uh, yeah easily. because because his whole his whole neck has really I changed just, and I you can see it, it here yeah yeah I'll, yeah isn't that amazing yeah yeah okay, so, so we what we were looking to do was um you know slow his slow his trot down actually so he was having he wasn't so rushy well look at the difference in his <laughs> neck <laughs> I was like this was trying to get a picture of Bob so that we had a still shot I just yeah um, but you just I mean <laughs> so incredibly different and this was again we were trying to get a photo yeah. of him at the this was before we started anything and yeah. this, he just he couldn't stand still he couldn't stand square and he couldn't stand still um and just you can see, look at this, the the high definition of the muscles and how, yeah. you know, um, that was him on pod. Wow. And how he felt like his front legs are so far back. Like he. And this is better. This picture. It, it was better. But but if you looked at the other one, too, he it's it's amazing. He could even stand still or it's not surprising. He couldn't stand still. Let's see if I can make this big. There like there's no plumb line. Yeah. So he doesn't he's standing like an elephant on a ball. Yeah, uh, more than anything else. And that's where, I mean, especially stacking him, I think made a huge difference to get that weight off of his shoulders. And he res he responded so quickly to the surefoot pads. Yeah, I think like he, everything we did was okay, but that top picture was not un an unusual posture that we would see. No, that then. was pretty typical when he went past the exit gate, he just would chuck his head in the air and twist yeah. it and try and, and get out. And then the difference below on day three. Yeah. Um, so now can you go back and play your video again? So <laughs> yeah. really appreciate the and, then, and then they can really appreciate the, uh, oh, did I close it and here? It's, just so second. it's been a year and a half. And well, and actually that video is less than a year and a half because it's one yeah. after there. Yeah. So maybe a year since the Surefoot pads. And so, you know, I think one of the things to emphasize is it's a process and you, you have to employ different tools for different purposes and you can combine some of the tools, like you can combine having them stand on sure foot pads and then using the balance rein and movement. Yeah. Um, uh, because I think sometimes people get, you know, uh, and I've had that only my own experience, you know, you think you're making progress and then it feels like you're not getting anywhere. And so right. having these contrasting uh, before and afters, I think is just really beneficial. Yeah, no. And, you know, Cassandra is such a great owner. She, she, he would do everything and she never would get mad. She would just keep kind of calmly doing what she could. But you see, he, he is having, you know, more moments where he's able to 
like the the speed of the trot's changed, like the cadence yeah. of his whole trot has changed. Oh, I know actually why the the, the balance rein has slid around his neck, so she's got the rope in her hand, and not and that's why it's so dark on his neck. It's just kind oh. of slid around as she's as she's it looks. That's what it looks like to me because it's actually light green the that balance rein. So, so somebody's asking if you can use the balance rein for groundwork. Well, we do use what we call it. Um, Yes, you could. We use, uh, we call it the, you know, we do use like the, the, the balance rein. And if we have horses who are really, really like forward going, we start this on the ground so that they get the feeling of just being able to bring themselves up and back. So, so if someone wanted to introduce their horse to the balance rein, say a high headed horse, how, how, what are the kind of the steps that people Oops. would go through? Uh, you put it on <laughs> and uh, it's, <laughs> Well, but you I mean, can, like you're talking, like I, um, I personally, when I when I introduce a rider and a horse to a balance rein, I don't just put it on and send them lo- loose. Right. I, I, that's what I'm talking about. So what I basically, I'm just trying to think if I have a, I don't have a video of that. So, so because there's different ways you can use it. So I'll say to people, you can adjust the length so that for some people they prefer to hold it in one in one hand. And the reins in two hands, the balance rein in one of those hands. So you shorten it then a little bit. And and you can switch hands because I also find that if you have horses really falling to the inside and you you pick it up with your outside hand, it helps to bring that inside shoulder up a little bit. And if riders have a tendency to collapse on one side or you know, really get out of balance, it helps them stay kind of more over their seat. So I'll sort of see how they work with it. And I find that one picking it up with one hand is easier for people. So I'll, I'll have them practice the idea of just, you know, picking it up. I, I have them maybe hold the balance rein maybe on their middle finger so that it's separated from it. And then I, um, so I have them walk and kind of stop and get the idea of that thinking of a little kind of a vibration up and then release. And, you know, like actually like everything, most horses respond to the release rather than the ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where you get that them to be able to soften. So, so that it's the people hang on it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So I, I let them see how that goes. Now, some horses do better when they actually go from if they're, if they're trotting, like, so you start at the walk to see, but it's, they can respond more easily when they have a little bit more forward movement is, is, sub, you know, slightly easier for them. I see there was a question about how do you use it from the ground to, with an upward motion? Well, I would be at back at the shoulders, like, and sometimes when we're working with it, we might have one person at the head and one person at the shoulders, but if you're just back with the horse and just do that little lift. Well, and the beauty, because it's a buckle adjustment. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of times if I'm on the ground, I'll have a rider on and I want to just introduce the horse, but not the rider yet to the balance rate. I just shorten it up so that I don't, you know, exactly. Not, I'm short. And then I can give my, and then when I give it to the rider, I just make it a little longer and then they yeah. can have it, you know? And yeah. I think I, I often, I'm, I'm probably pretty stuck in just having it in the one hand, but it's kind of like a half bridge when the rider has the balance rein and the regular rein in one hand. So they have a turning rein yeah. and a lifting rein. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's how I use it. Most of the time I find it's easier. It is easier for people. I have used it um, like made it a little bit bigger and used it in both hands for people that sometimes have trouble keeping their hands quiet. Cause it, it just like can stabilize their hand a little bit. Um, so that's, and it's not that they're hanging on it. It's just that it kind of, 
reminds them that their hands aren't going all over the place. Yeah. That's a, but I would say I mostly use it with, in one hand as well. Now we have this, you know, funny little grazing string on the ones we do and people kind of go, what's that for? Um, when we're riding with it, we like to tie it to a ring on the front of the saddle, especially on trail rides, when if you might say drop it for some reason, if you're just going along so that it can't slide down their neck and they couldn't step into it. Do you have one handy to show that? I do not. Oh, <laughs> I can get one real quick. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, what's yeah. the best way to attach that grazing ring? Because I'm struggling with that. Just tie it in a bow. That's uh, So the thing is, the, the grazing string is just too, well, she'll get one. It's like having a shoelace, because you could use a shoelace if you, you know, or making your own. Um, and I just put it through one of the front rings on the saddle and then tie a bow. Okay. So... I'm back. Yeah. So, so, so the, yeah, just tie it through a D ring. There it is. There it is. There's it's the like, ring. yeah. So just take one end through a D ring, then tie a bow at the length that you want. So that little slidey bit should be down at the, down closer to the, to the uh, rain. Uh -huh. it, it actually kind of holds it in place. That's what I was missing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My original one doesn't have the grazing no. strap. And um, I, I, I don't even remember when I bought mine. I've had it for so long and I've used it with so many uh, horses. <laughs> and it's, I, you know, it's one of those tools that um, it's, it changes so many things. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how long it is. I think, I think it's 72 inches. It depends. I, I, I can't remember. I think that was the last length that we had but then it adjusts with the yep. yeah it adjusts and with getting, the buckle. you know that probably for introducing it to riders what i have found the most difficult is to not have them take back right to lift up yeah um, yeah and then some people get concerned well now i've broken the line from my elbow to the bit yeah right. <laughs> yeah yeah um well and you don't lift that much it's it's and that's one of the things about adjusting the length so that they can have that little lift but they're not having to lift you know because it's just that so that then you release the the it's it's it can be you know a couple of inches that you might come up for a moment to give a little like a little signal vibration and then and then give it back that's the thing that really makes a difference yeah and you know it Again, it's it's sitting at the base of the neck, and of course, horses don't have a collarbone. They have a, a large muscle that goes over the front of the shoulder, but they don't have a bony connection. So, um, you know, I, I always think tell my students that it's kind of like giving them a collarbone. It's giving them support at the at the base of the neck, contact here, so that yeah. they think of balancing through the body instead of from here. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good way for people to think about it, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because it is it is one of the most fascinating it and it's it's such a simple piece of equipment. And I find it such a, a a powerful piece of equipment for creating change. And whether it's, you know, it's like sometimes you think about, well, how in the world can this thing have so much benefit? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So somebody's saying they've used a neck string quite a lot. Um, and I find that it can really um, let's see. I use a well, neck string a lot when yeah. I ride and I find that they can really push into it. If I put absolutely yeah, lifting, it's, lifting, lifting is the key. <laughs> lifting is the key. So the line of the, the line of the shoulder is kind of a good, sort of a good you know, sort of visual to think about so that you, and it is, it would give support like a collarbone. I mean, it's that, it's that same thing of really getting that, of getting that upward and then remembering 
the release. I think people have been so focused in the horse world on having them give to pressure by reflex, they give to release. And so if we, if we can have that, it's kind of like that little ask, ask, and then come back. Now, <clears throat> where I also use it a lot is teaching foals to come forward and stop. Because lots of people use, like only I use it like the figure eight, like a balance, like a uh, body rope. A lot of people use a, you know, like a butt strap to teach a little bit of forward, but actually adding that little up and back, like that little diagonally up on the sternum to teach, to teach horses to actually stop in balance from the time they're young makes a huge difference, you know, so you have that. And I, then, then I start to, I do it first without any halter on, and then I start and add the halter so that again, if they feel a little signal on the head, what do they do instead of like falling into it or raising the head and and pulling back is that they actually then are, they're stopping. So they're shifting their weight back through the sternum, releasing the head and neck instead of having everything going up and back. Yeah. You know, and I kind of think about, I, I, it's so funny because since I've been home, I've been a lot of times at the computer and I find myself putting my hand here, right at mm-hmm. my collar, where my collarbones are coming in <laughs> a lot. And it's, that's kind of, even just putting your hand there and making that contact, that's what the balance rein, where it's mm-hmm. coming in. It's just giving that little bit of support. And I, you know, like I find myself doing this all the time now. I'm not sure exactly why I need to come. Things going on. Yeah. Um, and just to somebody's point um, with with using it on the ground, I don't know, Robin, if you do this, but I combine a little lift with asking them to take a little step back. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's it for sure. You know, and I don't necessarily do it every time, but that's certainly how I teach them to back because that's the other that's the other thing is that for backing, it's amazing for teaching horses how to back and and actually coming up and releasing, not raising the head. Right. And that makes a huge difference. And that is so easy to teach from the ground. Then, you know, you start that little back, you pair it then with a little signal, like a little bit of a signal on the head from the halter, whatever. And they start to go, oh yeah, when I feel that, that's the motion that I can use to go back and to be in better balance. Right. And so you're already creating a half halt right there. Right. Right. Yeah. And and make it easy. You know, I'm all for whatever we can do to make horses understand, help them understand better and make it easier for horses and people. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's great. And I just, that's why I wanted to have this webinar today because I use my balance (laughs) ring. You know, I, like I said, I don't even remember when I got my first one and it's always in my bag and I take it everywhere I go and I don't use it on every horse, but I certainly use it on enough horses that, um, Uh, I think it's a really important piece of equipment for people to get to use, to know how to use. Um, Somebody's asking, can you combine the promise wrap and neck rein for backing on the ground, like in groundwork? Oh, sure. But I would probably, when we're doing groundwork, I would use a figure eight, a full figure eight, because it's a different feeling than if you want to help connect your horse, you can just put a figure eight body wrap and then still use the balance rein because it's a, the, 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 um, body wrap is kind of this passive connection and the, and the balance rein will give the signal. So, but you get that front to back connection, like much clearer for a horse from the, um, from the body wrap. If you, if you have it on both, but you can also use it just with the, with the, uh, with the promise wrap as well. Yeah. And then um, 
I don't know, did you, go ahead, because I was no, going to no. lead us into another. Well, because I think that from the work you've done with horses and the balance rein, you've kind of worked out some of those kind of ideas for dogs, haven't you? Yeah, we use a balance rein for dogs, a balance leash, actually, for dogs all the time. And if, you know, most people, if they're, unless they can have their dogs off leash, if you're somewhere, your dog is on leash and they're, they're fine most of the time, and suddenly, you know, big surprise happens, we don't want to be pulling on their neck. So if you take your leash and you just drop the leash around the middle of the chest, take the pressure off the neck and give a little signal on, on the chest, it, it allows dogs to come back over their feet because dogs and horses, I mean, what I see so much of the time is that when they're, if their body is not over their feet, they actually cannot move in the direction that you want them to. If they're leaning away from you, if they're leaning forward or back or sideways, especially with dogs, they can't go in the direction you want them to go until bring their, their body back over their, over their feet. I mean, it's, it's just physics. It's, you know, it's yeah, not behavior. I, yeah. Um, and that, that whole leaning process, you know, it's um, t taking like, uh, and again, on a horse, if the horse is leaning forward and you take on their mouth, they're only going to brace against it and kind of the momentum is going to keep carrying them forward and then yeah. they get behind, but the weight <laughs> is throwing them forward and there's exactly. nothing to help shift that weight back. There's nothing yeah. like that reassurance to just say, come, maybe that's why I'm doing this. It's like, come back. Yeah, I right. <laughs> the computer, come back. Yeah. <laughs> Half off. <laughs> well, you know, we like lots of times you're working on the computer for long periods too, and your shoulders get tight. And that's where, that's where the shrug wrap of just around your shoulders mm. of that, but loose, like they're selling all these things. Like to, I just bought a chirp to lie on and they sell these things to hold your shoulders back, which are not useful really for people, but you know, you that, know I'm glad you brought that up because I've seen them. And the thing that I keep thinking about when I see these, all these back supports and shoulder supports is if you put on an external support, your muscles don't have to do the job. And now you're actually making them weaker. Yeah. 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 But that, you know, the body wrap just reminds your nervous system that, oh, you know what? I've been like bringing my shoulders forward. And it's, it's, it's remarkable that the simplicity again of it. Yeah. that, you know, that, that actually makes such a, makes such a difference. I actually just wanted to tell you that we just had the farrier out. We have these two mares that when they were young, they were really good with their feet. And as they've gotten older, uh, uh, both of them ended up really fat at some point. And then they started to have problems, particularly on the front legs because their shoulders are so tight. So even though it was cold, I took a physio pad and I flipped it over because they were cold like they were it was softer for them it was fairly cold and I stood one of them on it while he was doing another horse and I did you know a few leg circles but I think standing on it she got really quiet just standing on that physio she just kind of dropped her head and she was better than she's been in such a long time and mm -hmm. the same thing with the other horses and I'm sure it's just that you know that if you get too fat and then it's a little bit well, they're not cold because they've Icelandics, but they're, they, it's difficult to actually maneuver, you know, your legs and it made a, made a big difference um, for them. And it's so simple. Yeah. You know, you know and I, I, the physio pad um, what, was a later product that we brought in, but you know, I, I just, I had, um, have had a couple of farriers on the webinars recently, and they're just talking about how much the that's helped them do their job. Um, and it was our whole design to make it easier and safer for everybody. And um, 
it, it's become one of my favorite pads. My hat. I, know. <laughs> I don't ever want to go anywhere without one. <laughs> for horses and people. <laughs> and for people, because that was when I had the surgery um, two years ago, it, I couldn't stand on my left leg till I stood on that pad. And yeah. I don't know what it did, but it, you've had some amazing stories with that too. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, people changing their posture so much from, I mean, long-term uh, genetic, you know, sort of anomalies that where they couldn't stand up straight, they stand on it and suddenly they're just standing. I wondered how, I don't know, have you ever had anyone with Parkinson's stand on the physio pad? I have not. I was just thinking, because when we wrap them, if we put a head wrap and a a shrug wrap just around the shoulders. We've had numerous times where people will go from being like really like stooped over and dragging their feet to actually immediately coming upright. But it just made me think, I wonder, cause it's stable enough. Right. That's the thing. It's stable enough that it would be, would be really interesting. So the next time you, you are working with someone with Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. also isolated right now. I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's hard, not possible to work in any situation, but yeah, yeah. it's cool. No, yeah. that's a really interesting idea. And then, um, so, so now that you've been home, what's the thing that you've been, been, um, oh, somebody, actually there's a comment here. Somebody, I have a problem with scoliosis. So try to, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes, yep. definitely. Sure. Um, because it's going to give to heat and pressure, it, it'd, be, it'd be really interesting to hear your feedback on it. Um, so what's the thing that you've been working on this winter now that you've been home? And I know you guys had a lot of snow up there. Like We've actually, I have to say that for winter, we had snow early on and we had quite a bit of snow. Like we have big piles of snow that have been pushed up, but we don't have a lot of snow on the ground. But I have been... Um, developing the online courses and so we've done we've got lots of online courses for the um for the uh, excuse me dobby i have a deaf dog that's telling me he wants to go out of here but he's not Is dobby I don't know. deaf now he's pretty deaf he's yeah. pretty deaf yeah um <laughs> but um so without we've got the dog online courses going and now we're just working on the horse online courses so we had uh we have the basis of it from a lot of work that was done in australia we're just putting all the videos together and putting them into into little pieces i never 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 would have been able to do it had i been um had I not been, had I been away, it's just would, would not have been possible because of the, how much time it takes to, to do things. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. And, um, you know, I keep, one of the things I did I, um, for new year's is I kind of did a look back on 2020 and the, some of the things and, you know, I know that there's a lot of people that are really struggling and I know it's been really, really hard and people yeah. have lost family members and things. Um, but there's also, I keep saying that it's providing opportunities for us that if we, if we hadn't been forced, you and I, to stop traveling, yeah. we wouldn't have stopped traveling. And so we- Not a chance. Able to, yeah. I mean, we had that long discussion in New Zealand about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, how can we stop? We can't stop, you know? I, I, we can stop. I, I, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. It, it's it's true. true. And it's really, um, I, you know, I, I can't help but keep trying to look at the positive sides of, of the things that, that we're benefiting from this opportunity to either have a possibility for change that we wouldn't otherwise have an opening. Yeah, no question, no question. Yep. For sure. And for me, one of the things is to get to, like we, Robin and I would not have gotten to see each other nearly as much as we do. <laughs> That's true. Webinars. That's true. Uh, yep. That's very true. Very okay, true. so does anybody have any questions for Robin about 
the balance rain or or T touch or her online courses. Um, Robin, can you just write uh, tell people where they can find your online courses? I'll just put it in the chat. Maybe uh, it's it's called it's learn. The platform is whoopsie. Let's try this. Learn ttouch.ca that's where the and if you're interested in any horse courses you can go on and just uh like put in a thing and we'll send you information it says would you like more information and it just we'll just let you know when they when we do have them we have all the outlines but you know how long it takes it's just I know. <laughs> and then it's the, and then it's the editing the videos because in our dog courses i did about 90 videos and and so there's you know there's a lot of videos with that and we have a, we did a lot of horse videos this um, this summer too. Bob was a great, he was, he was great in a, as a model for so many things because he shows a lot, but he also responds really well. Yeah. No, Bob's one of my favorites. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, he had a bunch of abscesses this winter. He, um, the, he, she had to get a new farrier because our farrier um, moved away and uh, he got, you know, a, a nail and it's, um, so he's had blown abscesses, but I said to her, you need to get him back on the surefoots. Yeah. Because at the at the very least of what it's going to do is release the holding in his body that he's going to have had from the pain of his feet. Absolutely. So, yeah, so she's, she hadn't thought about it, but she's going to get him back on the pads. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, Robin, I just want to thank you so much for joining me again. It's such a pleasure. And uh, um, I'm really hoping that we can actually see each other in person this year. <laughs> oh, I know. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, no, no, no. Bob wasn't, uh, Bob wasn't there then. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Thanks, Wendy. I love seeing you. And uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll get to see each other in person sometime. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you Take everybody care. for joining yeah. us. And just remember all of the webinars are recorded. You can find them all on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. Let your friends know that they're recorded. And if you subscribe, you'll get a notification every time we put up another webinar. Um, thank you, everybody. Have a great afternoon and, and uh, say hi to everybody for me, Robin. I will. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.